This is the Affirm America podcast, where we stand up and speak out affirming American excellence. Coming to you deep in the heart of the Midwest, located in an undisclosed log cabin on the outskirts of town, your host, Marquis Vandemark. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Affirm America podcast on this Friday. February the 17th, 2023. Boy, what a difference a day makes. We got uh, a high of 32 today. I was just outside for a few minutes. Looks like a little bit of snowflakes falling. Going from 60s yesterday into the low 30s this morning. But hey, it is uh, the middle of February, by the way. But thanks for joining us on the Affirm America podcast. I'm your host, Marquise Vandemark. Hope you're having a great day. These are your top five headlines for this Friday end of the week. Let's start off with headline number five. Ashbury University continuous worship services inspire hope for Christians. Fox News, around the clock prayer services that have lingered for a week at a Christian university in Kentucky have drawn national attention as participants have flocked nationwide to experience what some are calling a spiritual revival. Students at Ashbury University in Wilmore, Kentucky, have engaged in continual worship services in the school's chapel since February the 8th, which have reportedly been marked by prayers, worship, music, testimonies, altar calls, and religious conversions. The movement began after students refused to leave following a chapel service last Wednesday, and the services have since grown to pack the school's chapel with worshipers from all over the country. Charlie Kirk, is there a revival breaking out at Ashbury University? All right, so this is, uh, this is an interesting story down in uh, Kentucky, Wilmore, Kentucky, where continuous prayer is happening here at the church in the chapel. I think this is a good thing. I think that uh, we need a revival back in America. Our founding fathers built this country based on prayer and their relationship with the Creator. The Constitution and the declarations of independence were all based on coming together in prayer and seeking God's guidance. And that's what's been lacking in America. We become much too secularized. We've denied the existence of God. We've stopped praying. We begin to see things from physical eyes, not spiritual eyes, not realizing that our life is beyond just this physical realm, that we are spiritual beings, and that someday we'll pass from this earth and go to an eternal spiritual world. So this is a good thing. Revival in America, the Great Awakening. It's time for a, a Great Awakening, a Great Revival. Don't you think, America? It's time to wake up and return back to our roots, our founding spirit. Glad it's happening. Hope it continues. And I hope it starts in other churches all across this great country. All right. Headline number four. British Christian acquitted of charges for silently praying outside abortion clinics. From the Washington Times, two British Christians on trial for silently praying near an abortion clinic were acquitted Thursday of charges they violated a public spaces protection order by a Birmingham, England magistrate's court. Isabel Vaughn Spruce, whose December 6 arrest by police was shown in a viral video 
and the Reverend Sean Goh, a Catholic priest at St. Peter and St. Paul Catholic Church in Wolverhampton, were charged after their silent prayers outside the British Pregnancy Advisory Service Clinic in the city's Kings Norton neighborhood. From the Daily Citizen, no one should be criminalized for their thoughts, said Isabel von Spruce on the courthouse steps. Okay, well, uh, following up to that uh, last uh, headline that we talked about, the revival of Christian churches, we can see how secularism and how the idea of jailing somebody for praying outside a pregnancy abortion clinic is what it's all about, right? It's all about life and protecting the unborn and the fact that in England they would throw someone in jail for their silent prayers is just a harbinger of how far society and culture around the world, not only in the United States, but also in places like England and other countries, that they have negated the moral authority of the Creator and how we pray to a God. And it's not a bad word or it's not something to be shameful. It's something that is very much part of our DNA as the children of God. And the secularization of society and the breakdown of our religious values and freedoms is what's causing the problems that we see around the world today. So I'm glad to see that they were acquitted and that these individuals can get back to a more normal lifestyle. All right, headline number three. The FBI conducts searches at University of Delaware in document investigation. From CNN, the FBI has conducted two searches at the University of Delaware in connection with the investigation into President Joe Biden's handling of classified documents. The previously undisclosed searches were conducted in recent weeks with the consent and cooperation of the president's legal team, the source said. The library at the University of Delaware, Biden's alma mater, is home to an extensive collection of papers from the president's time in the Senate. Investigators retrieved materials from two university locations on two different days. The material did not appear to have classified markings in the National Review. News that the library was searched by the FBI marks the fourth known location the agency has explored as part of its investigation into Biden's handling of sensitive government records. Okay, so it's interesting that now the FBI is going after Joe Biden. Just tells you uh, it's similar to what's going on with Trump in that uh, the deep state, the administrative state, does not want Joe Biden to run for president again in 2024. So they're now going after him in uh, ways that are not shedding quite the kind of light that you would want on a president in re-election. But the bigger story is the diversion from the more serious problems that he has, which is the being compromised by the Chicoms and his son Hunter Biden, which will come up in the investigation committee hearings with uh, Jim Jordan. That's the big story, but this is just a diversionary one. They're focusing on the classified documents, which is, yeah, I mean, it's important, but the bigger story is most definitely the conflicts of interest between the Biden family and the Chicoms. So let's see exactly where this leads, and let's just see how far this rabbit hole goes, because I think is what's really happening is that the Democrats don't want Joe Biden to run again in 2024. All right, headline number two. 
Don Lemon claims Nikki Haley isn't in her prime. Openly misogynistic comments on national television. Washington Examiner CNN this morning host Don Lemon took a swipe at Republican presidential candidate Nikki Haley on Thursday when he said the 51-year-old isn't in her prime. His comments came after Haley, 51, said there should be a mandatory competency test for politicians more than 75 years of age. This whole talk about age makes me uncomfortable, Lemon began. Nikki Haley isn't in her prime, sorry, when a woman is considered to be in her prime in her 20s and 30s and maybe 40s. Lemon's co-host Poppy Harlow was quick to challenge him on his statement. Prime for what? End quote. Harlow asked, I think we need a qualifier. Are you talking about prime for like her childbearing or are you talking about prime for being president? Nikki Haley. Liberals can't stand the idea of having competency tests for older politicians to make sure they can do the job. By the way, it's always the liberals who are the most sexist. Ed Morrissey, CNN. Management is very quiet thus far about Lemon and his remarks. Will they even bother to address the ignorance and misogyny? I'd say stay tuned, but hardly anyone bothers to tune into Lemon already. This demonstrates why. All right, well, let's listen to uh, Don Lemon as he puts his foot in his mouth like he's been known to do. Let's listen right now. Notice Nikki Haley when she said that yesterday. Obviously, a dig at Biden, but she said 75 and up, so that would include Trump. Elder statesman here. This whole talk about age makes me uncomfortable. I think that I think it's the wrong road to go down. She says people, you know, politicians or something are not in their prime. Nikki Haley isn't in her prime. Sorry. When a woman is considered to be in her prime in her 20s and 30s and maybe 40s. What are you that's talking about? Acor- that's not according to me. Prime for what? Uh, it depends. I mean, it's just like prime. If you look it up, it'll say, if you look, if you Google when is a woman in her prime, it'll say 20s, 30s and 40s. I don't necessarily. 40s. Oh, I got it. I'm not saying decade. I agree with that. OK, so Don Lemon put his foot right in his mouth again. This guy is uh, certainly a, what should I say? He is um, a real case for uh, misogynistic thinking. It's interesting that the uh, the left is always accusing everyone else about sexism and always blasting the the uh, the conservative movement or always pointing out these issues. But then when they put their own foot in their mouth just shows you where they're really coming from. They're the most sexist, they're the most misogynistic, and it's just uh, hilarious. He's been blasted all over social media, all over Twitter, and uh, he's actually starting to walk that back right now. So it uh, doesn't surprise us Don Lemon is who he is, and he's not a very legitimate person when it comes to his journalistic skills, and uh, that's why he's now on the morning show, which has very few viewers. All right, headline number one. Jim Jordan and Committee on Weaponization of Government to Investigate State Department. From the Washington Examiner, Representatives Jim Jordan, Republican from Ohio, and Matt Gates, Republican from Florida, are vowing to investigate the State Department for bankrolling a disinformation tracking group that is, as the Washington Examiner revealed, secretly blacklisting and taking steps to defund conservative media outlets. Conservative media outlets. Republican lawmakers have continued to raise concerns over two State Department-backed entities, the National Endowment for Democracy and the Global Engagement Center. 
granting $665,000 combined between 2020 and 2021 to the Global Disinformation Index. Now Jordan and Gates are setting their sights on an investigation into this funding through the newly created Select Subcommittee on the Weaponization of the Federal Government. Ed Morrissey, without any data and indeed without any attempt at engagement, GDI smeared hundreds of conservative sites and writers and attempted to put them out of business. Included in those blacklists were most of Salem's media sites. Town Hall was rated reprehensible, offensive, while others such as Hot Air got tagged as false, misleading, without any evidence. Microsoft has retreated rapidly from GDI after this expose, but not before the McCarthyistic tactic got exposed for what it is, an attempt to deplatform conservatives and punish dissent. All right, well, this is the uh, same story we uh, covered yesterday. It's still at the top of the news. We're beginning to see the weaponization and the far-left groups that are being funded by our tax dollars, $665,000. That's a huge number that you and me are paying. It needs to come out, and we need to um, root out all this far-left programs that are really unconstitutional. They're very much partisan, and we need to get to the bottom of it. So let's hope that uh, Jim Jordan and his group can expose them who they are, what they are, get rid of them, and stop spending our hard-earned tax money on these ridiculous programs. We're already $32 trillion in debt. We don't need to be spending any more money on these programs that target a specific group or political party. It's just un-American. All right, those are your top five headlines for this Friday. Thanks for joining me on the Affirm America podcast. I'm your host, Marquise Vandemark. Have a great weekend. And we'll see you next week. God bless you. Have a great day. This is the Affirm America podcast with your host, Marquis Vandemark. And let's never forget, America is great and we affirm it. 